And good morning, everybody. How you all doing? It is September 14th. It is 60 degrees here in Stockton, California. And let's get the day started. Yes, it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. I know you're not really hearing the enthusiasm out of my voice, but that's the way it is at the moment because I need some coffee. Anyhow, uh, last night I heard an interesting episode from uh, Mr. No Show. Um, He was talking about a lot of different things in one particular episode that I was getting caught up on, but we were talking about music, you know, and he was talking a little bit about the spoken word in music and hip-hop, and he was talking about, you know, how people use words in different ways, and, you know, even words that would be taboo to some cultures, like, say, like, uh, if uh, Asian people are saying nigga, or a Latino saying nigga, but yet when black people say it, you know, it's cool. And now he was he was talking about how that examples like that are are just changing the dynamics of the spoken word in culture in the younger generation, where you know a word that was used to insult a people, you know, people have genericized it. And what I mean by genericized, it means it's used so often that it no longer takes the precedence of the insult, but a culturally accepted uh, vernacular. So that's what it basically boils down to. Anyhow, so he was talking about some really cool stuff, and I I really highly suggest you know stop stop by Mr. No Show's station and uh, give it a listen, give a few of his episodes a listen. Very intelligent person, very intelligent man, and I definitely give him props. So I'm going to add a little bit more, and what I called in on his station was, is I realized the power of the word. I've spoken about this before, the word, the vibration, doesn't matter what you say, how you say it, or who you mean it to, the power of the word changes the world, really does change the world, you know, um, it can change your whole mood of how you say something. When you say something, it could change your mood. It could be a release. Um, when people are stressed out, I, I have friends on here that when they were going, they're going through some tough times, and they felt like by venting and releasing the negative vibration that they were feeling, they ended up feeling better. So, um, the vibration of the world is a word is energy. It really is energy. It you know they've shown how the power of sound can break glass, walk, they can uh, uh, break rocks, you know, um, it can penetrate it, the, the volume or sound, I should say, can can hurt. You know, they have, like, defense uh, machinery out there where, say, like, if you're a, a, a pirate out at the seas, these big ships have these sound wave machines that make it so annoying you can't, you want to get away from that sound. So the vibration of sound and word can can do damage, but it also can help, you know, like, for example, sonar. You know, sonar is built on sound. It's a sound bouncing against depths of either hard, solid mass to to find oil or or, uh, caves or to find people stuck in caves or or to find ships 
for fish, you know, there's, there's lots of different uses of sound and sonar is, is actually a good thing, you know. But I'm going to talk about how practicality of our common work. Now, the other day, my, my good friend called me about her station, and I she wanted me to take a careful review of what she was saying um, in her episodes. And I listened, I, I, and I, with a, not a skeptic mind, but a very open mind, listened to your material, and I was like, okay, well, this is definitely something um, to listen to, you know, and the reason why you're seeking because she asked me, like, I'm not getting the listeners, and I said, okay, and I told her, yeah, I'm not listening either, and she's like, oh, why not, and I said, well, um, because you're making episodes so often that it just doesn't sound very collected, it doesn't sound very, I don't want to say organized, but thorough, you know, and, and just like, kind of using your word and your sound not for a good thing because it's so frequent but it's actually becoming annoying and I and I, and I said that with honesty I wasn't saying it to hurt her feelings you know I said why don't you slow your roll and, and just be more collective you know of, of your thought you know and if you're always asking advice that means you're taking yourself out of the picture and not trusting who you are and I have actually a few friends exactly that way. They they called my station, hey Jason, what do you think? And not that I'm an expert, not that I'm a hard critic. Um, I, I feel very honored that that they call my station. And so the point I'm trying to make is that however you use your words and the sound of your voice can can make or break situations. It can help people up. And uh, Mr. No Show ha- happens to call in my station after I call in his, and he asked me if I could remember lyrics to a song, you know, at a young age. And uh, I actually do. I The very first song I can actually remember, and still to this day, is uh, Just the Way You Are by Billy Joel. Now, I remember that song for some reason. I remember as a kid, I used to hear it in the late 70s so often, and it was getting... Um, you know, uh, annoying. But then in my 30s and 40s, I began to love it again because I listened to the lyrics. I listened to the words and what they were supposed to mean. And they meant something, you know. Um, and just remembering a few of the, the verses, you know, don't go changing, you know, the color of your hair. You know, don't go trying some new fashion, you know, to just impress me. I, I I love you just the way you are. You know, those words. It's saying as simple as possible. It's telling people or telling that special someone that you don't need to go changing or or fronting or, or trying to flash some kind of prosperity. For, to get me to care, I like you for who you are, you know, and that's that's a beautiful example. So yeah, I mean that song is like what 43 years old, you know, and I used to love singing at karaoke. You know, I'm not all that, but I'm not all that bad. And um, 
what other song? You're Just Too Good to Be True by Frankie Valley. Um, you know, the lyrics from that song, I karaoke that thing to death. You know, but these people who wrote songs, you know, wrote words, wrote messages, they transformed the, the geography of human society. And here's another big one. Oh, here's a few. Uh, the Beatles. You know, uh, Elvis Presley. You know, these people have transformed the geography of society. That's beautiful. That's awesome. They did it in a good way, believe it or not, whether they're controversies or not. But, you know, I, I'm honored to, to have grown up, you know, post-Beatles. I mean, because I was born in 72. I really didn't start listening to their music probably until 78 or 79 because I actually remember some of their stuff. I remember Elvis long after he was dead, you know. But um, but then there's other great songwriters, Jim Croce, um, Jackson Brown, um, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, um, Don Henley, Glenn Fry, um, you know, the Eagles for that matter, um, Journey, you know, in their early, their middle years when they got Steve Perry, uh, Survivor, you know, like, and you compare it to the music of today. You know, you really compare it. And most of the songs out there have a few verses and that's it. And they just repeat it over and over and over. Like, like, like almost trying to brainwash you. You know, and it's like you're not even singing the songs. You're just listening to the beat. I like, I can't tell you any of the modern songs most of today that I you know, that I enjoy, because I really don't. There's a few. Um, country music, I, I started to like when, I, for a long time, I did not like. But I started liking the lyricism of, of country. You know, they're still writing songs and not just writing verses. And the age of the songwriter is it's a very powerful thing. So your voice, you know, when you make a command to your children and tell them, look, I need you to, you know, take a shower. I need you to wash your dish off. I need you to do this. You know, the command of telling your children and also listening, you know, when you're listening to your child and and they don't want to tell you the problems because they think that you're so wrapped up in your own shit as an adult, but listening to their voices and how that can change the whole world. My daughter was telling me about how she's really upset that for a long time her and her cousin, you know, he'd been bullying her. And he didn't realize even just pushing her and shoving her around. Now, I don't know if she's being a little telltale, but um, the point I'm trying to make is, is that she voiced out her concerns. And this last weekend, you know, she hit him. You know, she dotted him in his eye. And made him cry. Now, she feels bad about it. She's still talking about it. And that worries me. Because that means she is not reconciled with her action and not just let it go. So, that is a big deal. So, um, even the sound, even, like I was listening to Allie Moon as she was reading Alice in Wonderland. The Adventures of Alice in Wonderland, I believe. 
because these are books. One of them I've read and the other one I haven't, but it caught my attention. And the way that she read these things, it captivated my mind. It made me imagine of what's going on in that, in that story, you know. And that's a beautiful thing. So the spoken word, the vibration of your word can make or break things. And we have to be mindful of what we say. And sometimes less is more. And I'm going to wrap this up about about this the spoken word. One last thing. I, I realized the power of gossip. I've grown up around gossip and I get alerted to gossip. I like to listen to gossip at times. I know how it hurts people. You know, and there's a few people that have been gossiping on here and I really just kind of ignored them. You know, and they've kind of got away from podcasting and just talking about the social audio scene and I'm just like, no, it's not my deal. I'm not in it for that. So, anyhow... Thanks for listening to Goodbye's JCB, a Broad Minds and More podcast. I do appreciate hey, any feedback you can lend. Give me a clap. Leave, send a voicemail. Leave a comment. But I am going to be adding Mr. No Show's call in. And uh, it was very, very interesting. So you all have a great day. Yo, Jason, appreciate you calling in, man. Um, tell me, can you recall one of the greatest songs that you've listened to? And the words that were said in those songs, does it still have an impact for you today from the time you did first time hear it? I'm curious, man, just to see the mindset of the growth from the time we first hear a song till now. Because if I go back and play some of the songs that I've played when I grew up, it doesn't have its substantial gain anymore. It has a mellow flow to the resonance of my brain and my soul now so i'm only very selective with the songs that i listen to way more now than i was growing up but yeah man i appreciate it words are the diction of our life and you said it best bro yeah hey this is vicky gypsy clipper and um i just started listening to this uh your friday episode and it made me think and i'm i'm not even far enough into it that i should even say anything but it was really funny some comedian that i was listening to he said um it's it's your delivery of the way you said something because he says um you say that motherfucking asian you know and it's derogatory that and, and you but you say that asian motherfucker and it's a totally different way of of of, of saying something it's and it's not um uh, uh, oh, um, derogatory. It just changes it. And, and, and I don't say motherfucker in a normal, <laughs> I don't ever say it actually, but that was the example that kind of hit me exactly what you're talking about. Cause I mean, you know, my significant other, I mean, he says nigger all the time and it's, he's never talking about black man. I mean, he just spent time in prison and that's the way they talk, but I, mean, I, I, you're getting, you're, you're getting so good at getting to the point. I, I really enjoy your podcast. I don't listen enough, but uh, thank you again. Jason, hey, it's Maria. I am just listening to your episode here about words and their meaning and the delivery, and I just love it. I was just speaking recently about the name Richard, for instance. <laughs> what the difference is in prior generations. They would be called Dick. 
There was nothing wrong with a man's name being Dick. But nowadays, you call someone a Dick, and that is a whole different thing, right? (laughs) I'm also laughing because people have been telling me, this one guy called me and he said, it's difficult to listen to my show because when I'm talking about spirituality, it doesn't make sense to him because I sound like I'm trying to be too sexy with my voice. I'm telling you what, it would take me more energy to undo it. That is my voice. It's his perception. Good afternoon, everybody. How are you all doing? Um, it's Good Vibes at Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. Uh, I'm getting ready to uh, take care of some business and um, I just wanted to chime in. So this subject matter has been on my mind and I'm going to call this episode Wordsmith. So obviously for many of us, we we have our attentions on outward, um, the outwards expressions like television, audio, uh, podcasts, so forth Uh, and Aunt Capone made an episode about the MGK versus Eminem and I I caught on to it I didn't know who the fuck MGK was you know nor do I care who he is but in order to be able to listen to what his was going on I actually had to go do some research I went and listened to the interview with Sway and Eminem and then I had to go listen to this idiot's rap and I really don't like his music and then I'm reading news articles that are showing that this MGK lip syncs at his own concerts and that he um, he uh, he pre-recorded his diss response to Eminem six months ago so um, and then I listened to Eminem's Kamikaze album I listened to most of it and Actually, I thought probably about half of it was pretty dang good. I mean, his his use of words, um, it, it's not rhyming is no easy, you know, feat in itself. And to be a wordsmith, and that's really what rappers are they're they're experts in wordsmithing. You know, using tone, beat, rap. You know, um, telling a story. Um, I believe to me in, in a lot of respects it's the last true storytellers because most music today they have seven lines of words you know I mean seven maybe a paragraph or more and they're just gonna chorus it all out like it's mental training or, or some kind of mind control in my opinion but as I've like started to listen to rap more I stopped worrying about whether it was ghetto or who's fake and who's real and all that shit I just paid attention to what is this person telling what's the story is it really matching what they're interviewed and what they're saying their song is about and a lot of times um, yeah the the real rappers in my mind do that They, they totally do that and then the mumble rappers, I don't disrespect them. I, I don't follow them very well, you know. And I just feel like they're kind of, I don't know, they're trying to front and trying to be something. They're, uh, 
they're not, and, um, I don't know, it, it just, it, I, I just don't dig them, but I appreciate what they do, you know, I think they, they mess up the English language, <laughs> big time, and it's not cool, I mean, I know people are going to say, well, what the fuck do I know, but I'm going to be honest with you, it doesn't matter what I say to you, you know, as a listener, you can either subscribe or unsubscribe, it doesn't matter to me that my opinion goes along, but my opinion is what it is, and just the way it goes, anyway, so mobile rap has its own, like, followers and listeners, and, and people appreciate it, and then there's the traditional rappers, I mean, I've been listening to rap since like 82, 83, I mean, my experience with rap was like with Cool Moldy, Run DMC, Beastie Boys, uh, Houdini, uh, Public Enemy, uh, who else, um, God, Curtis Blow, uh, Fat Boys, I remember them, you know, and it goes on and on and on, and then it went into, like, you know, I did listen to NWA, but I didn't appreciate him at the time, I, I did like Ice Cube, because he just kind of seemed like he defied the system, Tupac, I didn't get into until recently, I, I didn't start listening to his stuff, because I didn't understand him, the image that I saw him was, was just trying to be a thug, and he didn't have anything real to say, I was like, well, how can he be, you know, rapping about Brenda has a baby, yet you know, talking about thug life on the other side, you know, it's like, which is it, do you respect or disrespect women, um, pick your side, you know, but I, I misunderstood him, and then, you know, Notorious B.I.G., you know, I listened to him, and then even the modern rap, rappers of today, I mean, it, 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 they all have their own qualities, but I, I appreciate their storytelling, and it, it's sad that, you know, in songs, um, regular songs, regular music, regular, um, you know, top forties that the wordsmithing isn't there anymore. You know, they're not telling a story anymore. They're just telling a few verses over one particular stretch of bars of, of a song and that's it. And, you know, it kind of sucks because I remember growing up in, you know, in the seventies and eighties, um, being a songwriter and being a singer, it was a big deal back then. Like these people put long hours into writing a song and it was, it came a lot of it from their soul. I mean, anyone from the Eagles to Linda Ronstadt to, uh, earth, wind and fire, um, you know, Jim Croce, Pat Benatar, um, Van Halen, even, um, who else? Kiss. Um, uh, George Clinton. Man, I, I, John Cougar Mellencamp. You know, or John Mellencamp as he likes to be called. Um, Rolling Stones. You know, Leonard Skinner. And the list goes on and on and on. So the wordsmithing in music, you know, those... And when I say wordsmith, this is what I mean... Just like a blacksmith, um, they're they're forging words into a song, into a story, and 
you know, I, I'm getting back to the, what I was originally talking about. So I'm listening and to Aunt Capone Station, and I was just like figuring out the the com- composure, the production, and these fucking fools are trying to play out drama, drama to produce records, to make record sales. And if anyone really catches on, you know, they fucking know. They, they get it, you know, they, they get it just like, uh, the recent Nike commercial with Colin Kaepernick, you know, how, you know, he believes in standing for what you believe in, but he's got a major backer who's promoting his message and he's getting paid for it. You know, um, it causes controversy, you know, and this is the thing about wordsmithing. It can help a people. It can hurt a people. But either way, we all got to understand that uh, with wordsmithing, it takes great responsibility as well as, you know, prestige. And I just kind of feel like the wordsmithing of today is leading us down a really dark road. I mean, even in politics, you know, politicians can't say what they really think because there's always a counter to what you say. So if you say, I'm not a racist, you know, but yet you'll go and use a racial slur, you know, you're, you know, you use a racial slur, but you're not always talking that way. People are going to remember your racial slur and the comment of when you say, I'm not racist, they're going to say, no, you're a fucking racist. You know, people take things too literal to the dome or to the head and they don't think about what length are you willing to take this? How far do you want to be offended? You know, and I really, this really comes out of kind of a self-development for myself as I've learned, you know, don't be so offended by people. Don't be so offended by what people say, you know, and it goes back to also the four agreements and one of the most important lessons, number two, um, do not take anything personal. That's number two. And number one, be impeccable with your word. So those two specific rules for me, if I'm not watching what I say, then it's always going to be misinterpreted or it can be. And if what I say is what I am and is what I believe and is my command, the counter to whatever I have to say, you know, from someone else, I should not be offended, you know, but some things, there are exceptions to the rule. Like if you go and tell me probably one of my reactive statements that, um, that say like my daughter Annabella is not really my daughter because she looks Asian you know I just like to fuck Asian chicks well that's gonna get a quick reaction out of me and getting a punch in your mouth you know that would be I'm I'm telling you that's an emotional statement even though I know it's not true it's whether I actually make the agreement of being offended now people are gonna say things to you 
no matter what stage in your life, and it's going to offend you at some point, or it's going to build you. So getting back to Eminem and MGK, this motherfucker MGK goes and attacks one Eminem for, you know, with the use of his own daughter, her name, and the likeness, and all that other shit, to get his attention, because he's not getting record attention, he's not getting public attention, so what better else to piss off somebody who already has earned their place in music history, who's already known to be like, I don't give a fuck, don't mess with me, I'll I'll mess you up with my words, you know, he, Eminem's notoriously known, you know, to fly off the handle and use his words more than his fists you know, to fight a battle. And if people are really paying attention, they'll understand that the battle that, that's they're playing out on stage is just getting attention. It got my attention. I had to go actually listen to this idiot's song. I actually had to go listen to Eminem's music to know what the hell they're talking about. And it was for entertainment purposes. Now, did I get offended you know, by MGK, what he was saying about, I was like, I I wanted to side with Eminem. I really did. But then I was like, you know what? This is stupid. This isn't helping nobody. This is wasted energy. So, you know, I deleted the song. Don't ever want to listen to it again. I don't care to pay attention to that, their problem. But the thing is, is the point is, is with wordsmithing, you can fool people very easily. And so, I want you to think, ladies and gentlemen, about a time where it could be someone close to you, a friend, a brother, a sister, a mother, where they said something to you in regards to a statement you made and you got offended and you got pissed off and you wanted to fight. Uh, has that ever happened to you? You know, um, or people here on Anchor, has there any? Has there been anything I've ever said to you? Or another, another host of an anchor station that someone said something to you and long story made short, they offended you and you reacted in kind. Um, and, and that's got to be something to be noticed, you know. It's just remember, the power of your words can be endless, good or bad, doesn't matter. And whether you want to listen to somebody else's and make that agreement is yours. So, what do you think about, you know, wordsmithing? Do you think, let's talk about, a little bit about politicians. You know, um, as I was looking at my Instagram this morning, Bernie Sanders, who I subscribe to, but I'm going to unsubscribe because I'm just, I'm a socialist to a point, but then I'm, I'm a capitalist to another. He was just saying, pointing out that AT&T's CEO has been outsourcing jobs to India and has closed over 30 call centers. Am I offended by that? Yes, I am offended by it because I'm a subscriber to AT&T. I pay for AT&T. So when President Trump had announced earlier in the year that, or was it last year, we're going to give tax incentives for these companies to, um, you know, to rebuild here, give them tax breaks. And then AT&T happened to be one of those companies. And guess what? 
they ship all these jobs within a year's time to make a 40% hike in profit. Uh, now, I don't know how true that, that that number is, but that's what was reported on Bernie Sanders' site. So, uh, in a way, that's kind of, what do you call it, um, propaganda. You know, and that's another a product of wordsmithing, you know, politicians, wordsmith, you know, so it's like, who's the liar? Who's telling the truth? You know, and at what point does it hurt? And what help point does it help? So anyhow, I'm sorry that this kind of sounded a little all over the place, but I, I know what I'm trying to say, but if you can follow along and figure it out, um, what are you thinking about wordsmithing and have you been offended by wordsmithing of your own creation or somebody else's? Thanks for listening to Goodbye to Jason B.